Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and I'm very excited as on today's show we are going back to our original interview format. Back to it. We have got a back catalogue of so many great interviews, Ben Mendelsohn, and we are going to continue the legacy today and if you do want more interview episodes please support this episode by sharing it on your social media platform giving it a thumbs up if you're watching it on youtube or a sweet five-star review back on good old itunes it's like poetry it rhymes because i am going back to the original format to interview two of the original Star Wars podcasters in my life who are celebrating 20 years. 20 years of Star Wars podcasting. I don't even know if podcasting has been around 20 years. We are about to find out. I do know that many of our regular guests are barely been alive for 20 years. But I am honoured, I am thrilled, I am so excited to bring on 20 years deep in the game from Star Wars on Direct, we have got Sebastian and Danny. How are you doing, guys? Doing great, uh, Mr. Saunders. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I, that's, that's, you honour me with my surname. Now, um... I, I feel like zapping onto you. This is available if you're listening to the audio podcast. We've got a video version of this as well. There's a link in the show notes. Hit this because when I brought you guys onto the screen after going on about 20 years, I then created the headcanon that you've been sitting at those desks for 20 years. And uh, so you, you must be uh, worn out by now. <laughs> but Seven, Danny, just I, I, I don't even know where to start because – I will tell my story and then you tell us how you fit in. But when Steve Jobs, the, uh, the, the founder of Apple, introduced podcasting to the, the iTunes uh, app or program, as it was called back then, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, podcasting, I've heard about this. It sounded sort of technically hard to find out what it was. But now this, 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 this iTunes, I use the iTunes store. It's going to help out. And I, I searched a bunch of things that I was interested in. One of them was Star Wars. And I, I found uh, just a couple. I, 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 I can barely remember any others but you guys. And I started listening. Back then, you did the show. You did one show in French, one show in English. Fill in the gap. How, how did you guys get to that point in my life that you were there for me? Okay, so let's start with this, the origin of Star Wars radio show, let's say, because mm-hmm. we're kind of the second generation. The first generation, there was only one web radio show, basically, that was broadcasting 100% Star Wars content, which was called Jedi Talk uh, in 1999. Uh, Seb knows them better than me. Uh, so it was Victor uh, Mayer, Eugene Cash, and 
Mark Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. And basically they started doing, you know, radio type stuff with breaks, interviews and stuff. And it was live. So calls call in with the guest and uh, fans could call in and ask questions or discuss things. It, it, in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> they and, actually had to get like a dedicated phone line in order to get the, the fans calling in. Mm-hmm. So that that gives you an idea. <laughs> I, so, I am like so I, I I I could have watched the Phantom Menace in the cinemas and then and then listen to this show. Listen to I could have heard Star how oh I want to go back. I missed all this content. What did they have to say? Did they like the Phantom Menace? I don't remember, really. Uh, I don't. I, I don't blame you for not remembering, by the way. <laughs> so basically, when we came in, uh, Jedi Talk was still running. We came uh, in the scene in French first in two thousand one. So actually, last week it was our twentieth anniversary. Anniversary, the January fourteenth, and we. St- Basically, uh, me and Sebastian were working on a Star Wars website in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, uh, in French. And, you know, I, I was listening to Jedi Talk. And at some point, uh, we wanted to start a radio uh, show uh, with Star Wars music uh, first. Then I was listening to Jedi Talk and I said, hey, we could have, a, 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 you know, a, a feature show every week. Uh, that could model a bit of the, you know, Jedi talk. So we have call-in uh, fans and we discuss subject. We have a main subject and we debate stuff with fans. And at that time, there was absolutely no social media. So there was no no Facebook, no Twitter, no YouTube, no, no nothing. The only thing really to promote a show was through forums or websites. And that was pretty much it. Let's remember, Both we had the forums, um, but in terms of social media back then, the best that you could get was MIRC, for mm-hmm, those yeah. who remember that. So it I was see, like a I chat application. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, the way we... I, I'm, I, 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 I'm in the middle. I don't know what MRC is or TikTok. I, I'm like in, in in the middle of knowledge of that. I, I know Friendster. I don't know if you know Friendster was a very uh, early social media site. I was I was Friendsters with Paris Hilton. So uh, okay. there's there's my big name drop for the uh, <laughs> for the episode. So basically, I don't know. You might remember Winamp. You know, you listen to MP3. On yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that what we use for broadcasting. So there was a a, a plugin called Shoutcast, so we could broadcast through Winamp. So that's how we started, basically. We were broadcasting through Winamp, so people with Winamp could listen to us live. So that's how we managed it. And the, the calls in, the call-in were through a phone line, basically. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of YouTubers currently still use Shoutcast. Yeah, it's still on. Uh, I feel yeah, it's there's still. You totally no sold my joke. It was just that they <laughs> shout a lot, you know. Yeah, shout that. Okay, 
Yeah, I didn't get it at first. (laughs) I'm going to put that down to the language barrier, not that it wasn't a good joke, okay? (laughs) That'll be the first of of many comments I make that will get no soul. Yeah, of course, you're a comedian, so they're going to come pretty fast. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) So basically, uh, after a while, uh, Jedi Talk uh, left to be one with the Force at some point. And we were left, me and Seb, uh, the only live show, but in French. So we discussed, and uh, Seb was friends with Jedi Talk. So uh, he talked to them, and he said, I, well, we could carry the torch for you guys, since you, you're not doing it anymore. So we started in English. So you can see my accent. Imagine me talking in English 20 years ago, how, it, how bad it was. Now it's... I still have an accent, but it's way better than it was before. And so basically, I was more the producer. Seb was the host at that point. I don't remember it being having any issue understanding any of you guys. Well, we tried our best to, you know, speak with, with like a good enough pronunciation so that the fans could understand us. But it was hilarious because during our celebration show this past weekend, um, Danny actually put in a video that was made back in 2003 and we can definitely hear difference in like our accents. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So basically we were second generation uh, in English. So the first was Jedi talk. Then it was us with a show in Germany called uh, Star Wars, uh, the Cantina and mm-hmm. digital Lama radio that started on the force.net uh, forums, uh, the fan film forums then came uh, Chrono Radio, uh, which was Nathan, Nathan P. Butler's show. That was the second generation. And I, we... I, de- I definitely listened to Nathan P. Butler. Exactly. Um, and he so, was he was like the, the timeline gold guy. And exactly. Just, just like, yep. all the kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great, yeah. So, and then the third wave came in. So Star Wars Action News, uh, Jedi Council Speak. Rick Room of the Outcast, Hours and Beyond. And that was in 2003, 2004. And podcasting really came in in 2005 when I basically Apple invented the term podcasting. But before, it was basically radio shows uh, on online. And uh, that's pretty much it. And that's the genesis of, of our podcast. We did broadcast in English for four years, I think, 2003 to 2007. I, I would say full-time with some special edition later on, uh, one-offs, uh, but we continued in French. So uh, like we're still going. Now we have like 20 volunteers, uh, hosts, and we branch out. We have like spin-off shows and stuff, but it's still under the Star Wars on Direct banner. Mm-hmm. But it's still going after 20 years. That's insane. It's half Seb- Sebastian's life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> now, Seb, do you recall how we met in person? I'll, I'll be honest. If you're talking about the last Star Wars celebration, yes. But if you're talking about any time before that, no. <laughs> That was the first time we met. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you never know such celebrations, you know, alcohol. And- yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no. We probably crossed paths before that, but like that was the official first time. So I, 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 I am shocked to hear anyone drinks alcohol at celebrations. 
talk to the Germans. <laughs> so yeah, it was hilarious because it was the end of the day. Uh, me and Danny were really exhausted of the entire day and all that. We're down in our hotel uh, bar and we just ordered some food and everything. We're just having a regular discussion out of nowhere. Like this, like fanboy comes jumping at us. <laughs> oh my God. Are you, did you guys used to have like a podcast in French and in English? I was like, yeah. He's that guy. And then, oh, I know his face. I see him. He has a podcast. We, we, we were at, like, the, the listeners to our show would know it as the Haunted Hotel, where yeah. uh, where Hawes was staying. And, and, and that was sort of like where we'd end up at the end of every day. The, the, the best vibe downstairs in that bar. God, I miss it. Um, and you and were then, with your team or something just right besides us. You're, oh, yeah. Your, we, yeah. We were like 40 people. We had yeah. so many people. So I, I was walking back from the bar and I saw your tees and with the end direct. And I yeah, very, hey, I don't like there's nothing that disgusts me more, Seb, than a plug on a podcast. Like, <laughs> like for those listening to the audio version, you, in the camera, he's, he's holding up, um, you know, he's holding like, up his T-shirt. It's it, You don't see me holding up my shill, Star Wars shill, Steel Wars T-shirt available at merchostore.com. You don't hear me going on about it. But no, there you go. I'll hide it with a, a port for you. Oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go because just for old time's sake. But so I've seen the end direct. And all these memories started flooding back. To, I was like, oh, my God, that show. Did you recognize our voice when we were talking in French or accent or anything? Because, yeah, you had the visual, but did you kind of, oh, I recognize those voice or I'm not quite sure? No, I couldn't hear the because it was so bad. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, who, who am I going to hear over my own voice? Let's be honest. <laughs> like, I was in a bar. It was celebration. I was a few drinks deep. So um, there's a lot going on. But I saw the tease and I was just like, oh, my God, this is the first Star Wars podcast I ever listened to. And, yeah, I went up and said, oh, you guys used to do the show in French and English? And then I remember one of you go, used to? Hey, babe. We're still at it. We're still doing it. We just do it in French now. But I was, I, I, I'd said to someone, I'll be back in three minutes to get a drink. I'm very fast at getting a drink. And I, I was like gone for 45 minutes because I, as um, Danny put me in my place as describing me, I was fanboying hard. <laughs> I, it was like, I, I think I so I would have caught on to you after the films had ended, uh, Revenge okay. of the Sith. Okay. Um, but I think anyway. But I do recall, like now when I look back, like when the episodes they used to go for maybe like like two or three hours from mm-hmm. memory. They they were long. Oh yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 2005. There's nothing coming. And, and these guys, three hours a week of Star Wars news. And I mean, like, they're breaking down source books that are dropping, miniatures that are coming out. I remember there was a lot of different departments. Like, there was, a, like, sort of experts in each section or something. Yeah. But, like, yep. it was so – like, I, I didn't really have, like, any other Star Wars friends or anything, or, or particularly ones that wanted to, like, find out about all the minutiae of, of what was coming out and, and discussions and stuff. But at, at like from nothing to then hearing you guys in, in Montreal talking about Star Wars, I was, it was thrilling. It, it, like, that's when I, like when I hear those other guys were doing it in um, 1999, um, that's like just baffling to me. But I, I, I do remember listening to the – there was like a Force cast. I don't even think it was called the Force cast. It was just like the Force.net podcast. and exactly. every, And every episode was different. Like it wasn't – it was sort of just like – I can't remember the guy's name that was recording it. Well, there was uh, Pete Nadel and Jason Swank, basically, which he became – well, uh, Jimmy Mack came in later on. And then they moved uh, no, up to it, Rebel no, Studio. It was before that. Before that, it was. I can't remember the guy, but he did come. Like I think he was involved not too long ago. He came back. I wish I could remember his name because he reviewed Revenge of the Sith okay. on the podcast. And because I, I think he he would just have content and he'd just post it up. And I think I would just listen to it on the website, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I remember one I downloaded and I had on my iPod because it was such a weird memory for me hearing someone on a pod, like just hearing someone talk about Star Wars. I, I remember the 7-Eleven I was out the front of in Melbourne listening to him talk about Revenge of the Sith. It is like, it was so rare. That's like when I saw you guys, I was just like, Oh, they are the OGs. I, 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 I was so thrilled, but it was, yeah, I, I, I like that was like part of the reason. I was, it was just like you were there when, when you were there for me, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when no, you, didn't, you didn't know you were there for me, but no. when no one, no one else was, mm-hmm. um, what were like, some of the the big stories in like um like like 2006 well well uh i think that, well there was always books so that, that was we leaned on you know right after revenge of the sith there was uh, the books uh, there was uh, miniatures from wizard of the coast comic books of course video games i think there were some and didn't they start announcing Clone Wars around that yeah, time as well? Yeah, but the, the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, I think. Uh, no, well, uh, they, you know, it was announced, but it started only in 2008, I think. 
Yeah, it was. That's it. So it, in 2006, it was like the announcements of the Clone mm-hmm. Wars, because the other one, the Tartakovsky ones, we already covered because they came out in yeah. 2003. Um, true. So, true. so we we were talking about like rumors about the Clone Wars and what they were going to be about and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, the minis, uh, expanding on the minis, some of the mm-hmm. collectibles that were coming out. I mean, um, the whole and idea it was, yeah. and was, it was about the community too. So that's the thing. Covering, it's like covering events. So up until I can remember, we were we were the only live show, like for probably all our English run. We were the only live show that people like came in at the seven p.m. on the Sunday. Uh, people came in in the chat rooms and like talk with us or you know interact with us. So. We dropped a question and people react on the chat. We bounce off them. Some of them called us. We had some interview with Star Wars authors sometimes. So we had long interviews and, you know, it, it, it was, we decided like a, a week before what the sub, main subject would be. And we, we go, like you said earlier, like by section. So we have the film news, then the collecting news, then, you know, literature, et cetera, et cetera. I, I remember there'd be like a lot of talk about the miniatures and stuff. And that, and that was like, I'd never had any inkling to play, mm-hmm. but just to hear people talk about it, I was just like, Oh, this is awesome. There was something about it. Most people that, that, that people listen to now or watch, they, they cheated, right? That like, like I got started, I was podcasting already, but when Disney got um, announced they bought Lucasfilm. That's when I decided to do a a podcast about Star Wars because I knew there'd be stuff to talk about. But but how was it for you guys back then when, you know, it's like 2005 or whatever. And and, and it's like, ooh, I hope there's uh, this comic keeps going. Like like when you got something like like the Clone Wars series announced, like how bigger vibration was that through your podcast that it was just like oh there's sort of like a a carrot <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well basically uh we had we, like like everybody else we, we had a dark time like I, I i know a lot of podcasts dropped at that point between 2005 I, 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 I do have to point out danny mm-hmm. a dark time is like years like in in star wars like like modern culture, a dark time is like the Wednesday between two Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? It's, 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 you know, around 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 around, around, around yeah, around Three Thursday years. back then, around Thursday in December, people are like going, "Oh, there's not much yeah. Star Wars going on, is there?" Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, that, yeah. Like years is um, yeah. We we had to stretch solid. a lot. Like we 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 were well, we we had stopped in fr- in English. Uh, because there were so many podcasts still. And, you know, I, I think some people that were better than us, uh, in you know, overall. And so we decided to stay in French. And, it, you know, it stretched really thin the content. Like at some point, we were not like broadcasting every week or two weeks at all. Like sometimes it was a, mo- a month apart because of lack of content at some point. You mm. know, uh, of course, Clone Wars saved the day. So we had content to to go on and, you know, books and stuff, but it was really thin. And at some point I I, kind of had left the show to go back to school and other members of the team took over and kept the podcast alive because without them, uh, 
we 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 would not have started again when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Yeah, it we would have been gone at that point. The the way Danny puts it, like a lot very often, is that we hit the bottom of the wave, and when the wave came back up, we we were very thankful for the other members of the team to that came in and actually helped us like boost the show back up to what it was before. Um, because up to 2005, uh, content was never an issue. We always had something to talk about without any problems after 2005, it became a little bit more sparse and yeah, we were stretching things out. Uh, I remember at some point I read like the entire Mandalorian wiki page on one of the shows. <laughs> like that was that was not one of the best shows <laughs> back then it was before clone wars so it was before the felony verse actually came in and we were still talking about all of the karen travis karen stuff. travis yeah and uh back then she really was the one who actually brought up the culture so yeah it was it was very interesting and it was still like crazy fun let's 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 rewind for a little bit into your fandom and uh seb we'll start with you what's your first memory of star wars a lot of people don't believe me when i tell them that but 1983 i'm three years old at the time um and my father took me on a saturday to go see return of the jedi because there was nothing else to do and he had to take me out of the house and that's what happened there were like special screenings at a theater near my parents place and i just remembered ewoks of course because i was three Mm -hmm. and the lightsabers and it just like marked me and then the celebration at the end of the movie and then we went home and it didn't really kick in up until probably when i was six seven years old and you know, the movies were showing on TV every year. Um, but definitely that's that's when it all started. And there was like the jump start, like almost everyone else in 1997. And from there, I was just like you when you were listening to the podcast in Melbourne. I was just trying to find people to connect with. And that's the whole idea that actually fueled Star Wars on Direct. It was to actually connect with other fans and to grow the community. You know that somewhere else on the internet, there's a podcast getting done with a fan in Montreal that's like 10 years older than you that's telling a story about how a three-year-old ruined his screening of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's very probable, yeah. That mm, mm. uh, was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, tell the story, Danny. What's your first memory? Well, I'm closing in on 50. I'm going to be 49 this year, so I don't look like it. So basically at five, my mother brought me to Star Wars, original in 77, basically. So I'm a lifer. I've I've lived with Star Wars all my life. I've got the toys every every year. And after Return of the Jedi, a couple of years after, we, we... Give away all the vintage toys we had, man. If I knew, <laughs> what was but, like? What? What? If you could have one of the things back, what was the the the, the crown jewel? Oh, my Falcon. If oh, I, yeah. If I 
I, I can only dream of owning a Falcon when I was a little boy. But um yeah. oh to give to give such a thing away. I don't know. But we've all there's so many I I remember when I was getting back into Star Wars when I was maybe like nineteen and, and just ringing every friend I could remember that had a good toy. Like I was tracking people down, like because uh, there was no internet. But yeah. I, I'd say, hey, "Do you have this guy's number?" Oh, I'd look up in the phone book and go, "Hey, yeah, it's Steel. Hey, do you still have those toys that you used to have?" And one guy had a skiff, a Power of the Force skiff, but he sold it for like fifty cents at a like a garage sale thing. And I was like, "Oh, that's it's five hundred bucks right there, buddy. You're killing me." But. Um, <laughs> Go back to Seb. Who who is your character in Star Wars when, um, a, a, as you sort of like who hit you? Who'd you relate to? Luke Skywalker, for my entire youth and adolescence, definitely looking up to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. How about you, Danny? I'm a bad guy. I, it's Darth Vader. Wherever it was my favorite action figure, I still have like the, the six inch version uh, behind me and it, you know it never left me and it was hard when you're a kid that age and you know there was no vhs there were no laser disc or anything so we had to replay the movie yourself with the toys because there was no other way to rewatch the movie we had to wait years until betamax and vhs came in then and then it took a while for star wars to go on vhs to have a version to watch and it was not necessarily affordable for everybody at that time too so when it came out in vhs man i used that tape like crazy (laughs) the uh to have access like you don't know what it's like not to have access to star wars Mm -hmm. and and to have a tape whether it was um commercially produced or nefariously uh duplicated was it was like a, a free, like, you know, now there's the internet and Disney Plus and, all, and, you know, like, oh, imagine not having that. But just to have the tape. Oh. I think the- a withdrawal of Star Wars doesn't exist, uh, you know, right, or, or, you know, nowadays. In the mm. past, yeah, you needed your drug, you needed your Star Wars because you didn't have access to it. <laughs> so so I guess it might build your passion. You know, you're waiting for it, waiting for it, and then when you get it, it's like like a drug, basically. Mm. <laughs> the um it's 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 very telling. One Luke Skywalker and one Darth Vader. It's uh yeah. mm, reflects. Um what 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 about background crew? Who who's your favorite background character? Wow. Um, both, you, you guys are both looking up at the same I would say, uh, <laughs> on my computer, like, like up above my, the, it, it looks like on my screen that you're looking up to my bookmarked um, <laughs> websites for an answer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Yeah. Boba Fett, Boba Fett. I like, I, I waited forever to get that figure action figure when it was a kid, the mail order figure. I waited forever to get it. And I was so happy when I got it, me and my brother. So I, I would say uh, I, w- I had an antipi- anticipation for that one. And when I saw him in Empire Strikes Back, I was pleased. So Now, now Seb's holding up a Jawa. So I assume that his is Jawa. Um, it's part it- of his DNA, basically, Seb. 
because is. he's scavenging tons of stuff for I, I, cosplay or whatever. So they, we call Seb the Jawa. I, I think Seb's wiser because that is a far easier cosplay. <laughs> Boba Fett, you've got all the things. You know, Cobb Vanth tried to do it and he got laughed out of town. He's too skinny and stuff. But Jawa, because that, that's all, like uh, with Harry, my little boy. I'm always like, oh, yeah, he, he likes Jawas. And I'm like, oh, that's an easy costume one Halloween. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put that in the bank. But Boba Fett, oh, this, this Mandalorian, it's, um, it's, uh, it, it's making things very technical. D- Danny, how, um, like my friend Hawes just cried tears of joy at, at the return of Boba Fett. Okay. No, no, that was my job. Um, <laughs> Boba Fett in uh, The Mandalorian, how, um, as one of his favourites, did you enjoy uh, his return? How'd you, oh, how did yeah. you find that? Well, well it was amazing. Uh, the, 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 the action sequence, you know, showing different part of his weaponry and stuff that we never seen in action, that was pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah, of course, it was. I felt it was like, you know, fan service a bit, but, you know, oh. it was pretty cool. Hey. Serve me up. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seconds and thirds. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, like, like, you know, you, you mentioned the Luke Skywalker thing. Like, at, like with the first time I watched it, like on my reaction video, I'm just like, serve me up. Like, that yeah. was just, it was, it was delicious. Hey, when they do it right. Now, yeah. um, both of you guys are getting secondary character nods. Because Seb, we've got um, we've got off-world Jawas. How, how were you glad that the Jawas had, had gotten off Tatooine? I am, um, but I mean, like even in the uh, in the Legends universe, uh, we heard of sand crawlers making it all the way to Kessel somehow. <laughs> I don't know. So um, yeah, we we've seen the Jawas like in other worlds uh, other than Tatooine, so we know they're like universe scavengers by now but yeah it was uh it was great to see that they uh they, they like the sandy planets a lot <laughs> hey if you you sand it they will come now danny being someone that remembers it from og in the cinema you've been there for all of them in the seats taken it in on the big screen what is the best scene that you have seen what's your favorite scene in star wars well it's hard to say but because my first memory is the opening of course like many people like faber did like what the heck is that you know when oh. you're a kid especially I, at that age you're impressionable like it's it's crazy yeah uh, well i i i, I, I sorry i'll I just I, Harry, it was my birthday the other day. So I thought for my birthday, I'll make him watch the start of Star Wars. And when I fast forwarded it to when after all the words had disappeared, words are very boring to a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I just put on the Star Destroyer thing. And as the Star Destroyer went over, he did look at it and go, wow. And I was like. Exactly. Done. Welcome to a whole new world. <laughs> well, my, I, I, after he worked out that Baby Yoda wasn't going to be in the Star Destroyer, he was like, <laughs> "Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda in there, Baby Yoda in there." Uh, he, he then he, he he's uh, we'll get him back in another couple of years, but it's that thing of that first scene, like you know, you talk about what it's like for a kid. I got to watch it firsthand 
you can't comprehend hardly anything. But mm-hmm. oh, that Star Destroyer, uh, so good. So is that opening scene? Is that where you're going to lock in? Or yeah, well, that, I was pretty young, so it's it's far back in my memory. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost it's 43 years uh, back now. So uh, I remember two scenes from the original when I, I was in the seats. So it was the opening, and for some reason, R2D2 and C3PO on Tatooine in the desert with the uh, um, trade dragon skeleton. Ah. That, those are the two scenes I remember from my first viewing as a five year old. Then I saw, of course, Empire Strike Back, the Battle of Ot living in Quebec with the snow all the time in the winter. We were replaying with the action figure in the snow outside to recreate, you know, hot. And Return of the Jedi was the first movie I, I did go to the cinema without my parents. I was old enough. Ah. So, so that was a, a big one for me too. I remember uh, going in with my brother and my friends. Uh, so that uh, that was a big part. And I, I remember seeing it three times uh, uh, in 83. Yeah, I never... I, I couldn't even comprehend seeing a, a movie twice back then. Mm-hmm. I, I was so well, young. It was the only way to see it. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. But no, I wouldn't even have thought to ask my parents to go see it. Because it's like, hey, once you see it at the movies, like wait, once you've seen it at the movies, that's it. Yeah. Like it, it was, it wasn't until later on that seeing things, um, or for, for my knowledge, seeing a film twice was even like comprehensible. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, Seb, what, what's your favorite scene? Favorite scene for everything would have to be the beginning of episode three as they're diving down in their spaceship mm. on, on Coruscant and, and you get like the whole spaceship battle. That was, that blew my mind. Especially um, at Celebration 3, right? Yeah, especially at Star Wars Celebration. Because we, we had the chance to be uh, in Indianapolis uh, and the episode three panel. So they showed the entire opening yeah. of Revenge of the Sith one month in advance to the attendees. Oh. So we're freaking out like in there. I think the music was was different, but basically the yeah. film was coming out a month later. So it was done. The movie was done. So right, basically well. they show it as the opening scene, uh, the Battle of Coruscant. Like, wow. So with the buzz droids as well, or? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. It me, I think all the way until they were about to go in. Yeah, it was it was all the way until they crashed into the uh, the General Grievous Grievous ship. Um, but but yeah, so but that's one. But for the original trilogy, um, my my favorite scene remains, and it's it's very odd. I guess it's the way it was cut on TV, but it's the death of Obi Wan because that scene would always be the scene that they would probably like cut the commercial to. Mm-hmm. So Obi-Wan would die and then they would cut the commercial. And that probably marked my youth too much because up to a certain point, I believe that Star Wars ended there. Like I, oh. I really thought that was the last scene. I, I completely forgot about like the whole Death Star and you know did they went back to good after, ending. The com- after the commercial? Did, did they went back to Luke screaming no <laughs> right after yeah, the commercial? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, 
So it, it is, but I mean, like, that's... That, so, that's... So, so, so they didn't show the Death Star scene, or you just stopped watching? No, no, they did. It's just, like, to a certain point, my brain just, you know, stopped it there. I guess I was traumatized or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, no, he's dead! Um... So yeah, it wasn't until like a couple of years later I realized, oh no, yeah, that's not where the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the whole like big Death Star explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say nowadays the Battle of Yavin, I-, I love it. It's so reminiscent of World War II and stuff. So it's, you know. All the X-Wing lo- flying informations like. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Hey, I'm fascinated with this first 10 minutes out of Revenge of the Sith thing. So this is a celebration. Like, so were they, did they, they show it more than one? Like was, did they repeat the, I could just. They show it twice. They did show it twice. No, but did they have the panel again? Like, cause I know some, like they, they would run panels like at different sessions. So more people could see it. I would just find it like, especially now in, in like, you know, people don't get into the, to see the panel that's live streamed and they're very upset, which is, you know, fair enough. But like, I, I couldn't imagine, or maybe it, it wasn't like a, a full house, but I couldn't imagine someone going to Star Wars convention and some people getting to see the first 10 minutes of the new film. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know they were showing yep. it. So basically, we did. It was a single panel once. There was no repeats. Was and, it with McCallum, that loose cannon? Uh, I think McCallum was there. Yeah, yeah. He, he hosted the the thing, I think. Uh, well, he's the one who said, "Do you want to see it again?" <laughs> <laughs> but the the room was not that big, if I remember. We did wait a, a couple of hours, uh, but. But it wasn't the end of the world, yeah. No, not the first panel of the convention. It was actually one of the last, I think. Yeah, I think it was on the last day. And the um, by then, um, it's it was under Wizard. Uh, It was their second their second celebration they were organizing. So they were starting to get like to know what they had to do. And by then, they actually had. live broadcast in other rooms so for that ah. panel i know they had like at least two other rooms that were just oh, okay. Okay. That you didn't know that. okay yeah so because we, we were only like about thirty thousand fans back then the entire forget, convention yeah for the entire convention so forget about the seventy thousands were were that read pop has to deal with nowadays and um so yeah we the satellite rooms were something like that was being introduced ah. but for something quite as big as that it it was a necessity. <laughs> wow. What was it like when they said, Hey, do you want to see the first 10 minutes of the, f-? like that's. There's oh, like, there's like this two second of like pure silence where Thank everyone's Jesus. in their mind going like, what did they, no. did they just say, did it? Yeah. And uh, everyone at the same time, like starts screaming. Woo! And that's why they had to show it twice. And it's the same thing. Like at every convention ever since, whenever they show something like, a trailer or something like that they show it twice because the first time everyone's like flabbergasted and they have Mm. like emotional reaction and you don't quite get like the music or like what's being said in the trailer so and the room was that big right no it was uh i think it was uh about like a five five thousand to seven thousand people room tops no, 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 no. I would say less. Uh, three, no, three thousand, three thousand. Yeah, three thousand in Indianapolis. That's right. 
Are you sure? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt like there was 500 people in there. No, yeah. no, no. It, it was a it was a, a three three thousand to thirty five hundred okay, okay. uh, theater. I, okay, it might just be because we we were close and the screen was so big. I, it was like being in I, an, an IMAX theater. Well, they actually brought in they actually brought in the uh, the special special digital projector from Texas Instrument just for that particular screening. Ah. That gives you an idea. <laughs> wow, that's um. That would have been just like, and to think about it for a month, like, oh, so, so good. Hey, you guys, just interrupting the show for a moment to let you know I am here in the studio, fresh off recording some juicy new Patreon exclusive content with the king of all Toms and published media, Tom Chansky. Tell the unassuming, freeloading listener what they're missing out on this week on the Steel Wars Patreon. We just had a groundbreaking episode of Page Wars where Steel actually read a book and or listened to it. So you, you didn't really read it, but he listened to it and we talked about it. So I'm like totally thrown off and Steel is asking me questions and some of them I didn't even remember, remember the answer to. See, all this time I've realized that he could have just been telling me anything that goes on in these books. So I've done some some research, which is taking the content myself, and we have a rip-roaring time either in Patreon-exclusive audio or Patreon-exclusive YouTube video discussing the ins, the outs, the paths, the breaks, the lights. And, and the impressions that will get Steel spending the night on the couch. Ah, oh, yes. A little bit loud. And um, that special Star Wars moment for Dawson Creek's fans as well. We've got that as well. All that and 700 other things just like it on the Steel Wars Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Just from $3, you guys. Three. Worth it. That's, Tom, that's like what? A, a one-fifth of a bottle of blue hair dye, yeah? I, maybe one half. All right, don't worry. Not many other people have dyed their hair blue, so they won't even get that reference. Yeah, there you go. Back to the show. The, there's one weird memory that is even doubly weird when you think about if they tried to do it now, where the Star Wars fan club were going to have a president like a like a like a nominal face of the fan club president and i believe the way he became president was to recruit the most amount of people to sign up for the fan club and 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 was it was it you seb that was in contention for the, were you the the nominated um would be president well what happened is that um, Dan Madsen actually founded the Star Wars fan club back in the 80s. And as time moved on, he actually passed the torch on to Lisa Stevens. And at some point she was like, well, I've got other ventures I'd like to to go to. So perhaps you should have someone from fandom actually becoming the president of the fan club. And so Lucasfilm decided to actually have sort of a contest. 
on who could actually bring in the most Star Wars Insider subscriber. And there was it's, like this whole like a, it, sounds, it sounds like a pyramid skit. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sound Pretty legit much. at all. <laughs> so, so essentially, in the states, there were a couple of guys that decided to, you know, try their their luck at it. And Dustin Roberts was one of them from theforce.net. Mm-hmm. And one hundred percent for sure, Dustin was going to get it because he's an awesome guy, and he just deserved the the position. And of course, even though Star Wars fandom is international. Due to, I'm going to say, paperwork and stuff like that, the president of the fan club had to be an American. It couldn't be like anyone from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And But we, we still had fun for quite a few shows where we actually said, you know what, we're, we're going to do a campaign where Seb's going to run for president of the Star Wars fan club. And Danny actually came up with this jingle and I actually came upon I, I, it. I still have it. But I, still have I, it. I, I still have it too. Dude, can you play it now? Uh, I don't know if the song will, would come true. I don't know. Oh boy. Uh, Seb music, Hail to the Chief. Okay, promo. There's there's two apparently. So let's oh, I wonder if this is gonna jar a memory you, Did you hear something? No? Okay, let's see if I can play it. He's crazy. He's got vision, and like Fred said, himself, and of course, if you vote for Sebastian, anyone can carry blasting. What's Sebastian for president? I remember it. Oh my! Remember, God. folks, if you vote for me, you can carry a blaster. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. My, my memory was that, like Dustin who was from the the Forcenet website and had this, you know, sort of big platform who like I'm I'm great friends with whenever we we get to bump into each other because we've got very similar like skateboarding backgrounds and I um I I I I love chatting to him. God, if anyone loves a meme on Instagram, it's bloody Dustin Rock. There's not a meme he will not post on Instagram. I'll give him that much. But um I remember like there was a couple of podcasts at that time that were going and there was like a, a few podcasts that were sort of pushing Dustin rather competitively. And I remember thinking, no, nah, like this is mean. Give Seb a shot as well. It was like, <laughs> and, and so when I, cause I mentioned this to you um, at celebration when I was a little fanboy and I'm like, Oh, how about it? When they tried to the election. And I was like, uh, like I was like a fanboy upset and you're like, Oh, it was all for fun. Yeah. But, but I remember at the time just like, Oh, they've, they're like, they're being mean to Seb. Like, like let, let him win as well. But I was taking it far more serious. I think listening to it in Melbourne than anyone else was, but what did Dustin, I've got to get him on the podcast to ask him, what was his duties as president? You know what? At the end of the day, um, Dustin didn't do quite. Much. He was more like a poster person. I would I would say um, he did end up going to a few events and do a few things for 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 some fandom stuff, like the Star Wars breakfast, that Star Wars celebration, and, and things like that. Um, but ultimately, there was no. Um, 
he, he wasn't like the president of the of a company. He wasn't oh. deciding on things. He wasn't. So, it was. It was really more of a poster position than anything else. So, Sam, um, what, what what you're saying is he was a patsy. That's what you're saying. He's like a Manchurian candidate getting controlled by the corporation. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go with that. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's far more salacious. It's far more salacious. Um, so you're doing your show, and I I, I can't even recall what what year this was. I must mate, was it 2013? My date dates aren't very um good, but Lucasfilm is announced to be sold to Disney. You've been doing this for for over a decade. You, you you did episodes where your major breaking news was some Star Wars miniatures or a source book, and then they announce all these movies and like what what was the vibe like on 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 that episode? Well, that's the episode that brought me back first. So as soon as hey 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 hey, no one's ever really gone. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I remember, well, I think I was looking at Facebook and I saw this coming and then like, that's that's not true. That's impossible. And, and, then, I saw, <laughs> and then I saw Steve Sensui post the same thing and I said, oh boy, that's true. So uh, I started like going back to the team Back then, it was some uh, people in Europe that were managing, like I said earlier, that were holding the podcast on. And it said, okay, we need to go back and uh, do a special show. And and we did, and we're going nuts. And at that time, you know, I, I said I went back to school and stuff. So now I'm a designer. So I said, okay, total rebrand. We're starting from scratch. We, archi- we ar- did archive all our stuff. So basically, we separated with, George Lucas time and Disney time. So that's the split. And we started back again. Uh, The podcast was as original, basically a a one show with different uh, parts and for Mm -hmm. different subjects. But at some point the show were like way, way, way too long again, three hours plus. And we're like, no way. So we decided to branch out. So now we have the main show and we have spinoff show that we have, Star Wars on Direct Literature, we got Star Wars on, game, on Direct Gamers, we got Star Wars on Direct Making Of, we got Star Wars on Direct Spoilers. That was a show that was requested by people because a lot of people were getting spoiled on our show. So we decided uh, to do a special show just for spoilers. So we branch out. So every category of stuff, collecting, gaming, literature, has their own specialty show now. So that's the way. So people don't have to listen to three hours of shows and to get to what they like. Hey, it was an honor. It was an honor. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not everybody's like you. So basically thank some God. people... Thank, thank God. So, so some people just like gaming or just literature. And of course, the, the movies and TV show are have their own. But, you know, we decided to branch out that way. It's still under the same banner, but, uh, you know, it's... It's, it's it, more it's concentrated exploded. content. Yeah, it's, it exploded from that point on. And, and where were you at, Seb? Were you still doing the show like weekly in French before the the prodigal son Danny came back or what? So at that time, I was also more on the back burner, kind of 
letting the uh, the other guys uh, do things. Was it, uh, we, was it because your Star Wars political career was in ruins because of Dustin <laughs> Roberts? Is that... Yeah, it's uh, just like, you know, ran me into the, <laughs> yeah. I was into the gutter. I couldn't get out of it. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I, no, but, I, I had moved away from Montreal too, so you that's know, it. It's like ultimate, ultimately that's what happened. Danny moved away from Montreal. Uh, my two other co-hosts, one moved to Toronto, the other one moved to Australia. So I was pretty much left by myself. So at that point, things kind of fell apart for a while. Um, and from time to time, I would make an appearance on the French shows, but it was like very sparse. And um, yeah, when the Disney uh, era dawned on us uh the the one word to describe the show was excitement and uh intrigue because we had no clue what we were going <laughs> to to see happen with with that and now we're getting a better idea of you know what was was what's happening with it but then we would never have done it wouldn't it wouldn't have dawned on us that it would go that far mm. and um, so far because yeah. we had to we, we had to rebuild the entire audience also that's yeah. that was a big thing because after that many years without nothing of course there's the excitement and fans would come in but a lot of people forget forget and if our show was not known you know yeah. there was a gap when podcasting uh started in 2005 that's where or Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Danny, you've gone... Um, I think I've still got Seb, though. You there, Seb? Yep. yep. I'm still there. So Wait. what he's saying is that that's it. In 2005, uh, we're at the bottom of the wave, and, you know, people are getting less and less interested in such content. So it's harder and harder to actually develop a recurring audience. And um, at the end of the day, that's that's just what we're doing. We're just like trying to keep an audience and because we th there were so many podcasts in english um that would cover everything that we would cover in our show that we said you know what we'll just concentrate on the french uh mm -hmm. fan base and we'll we'll just uh we'll just deal with the french fan base because that's originally what we wanted to do so we concentrated on that uh for for a couple of years and when we came back we said you know what let's just let's just do a quick star wars podcast search and we said you know what there's 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 no point in even adding another podcast to the whole series of podcasts that's and that was back then yeah like now there's like, yeah it, it's like it's it's awesome that's what what, what you know podcasting so cool is anyone can start one but there is like I, i don't know what the number is but it must be thousands of star wars podcasts 
from when um, it was just how many Star Wars podcasts were there? Do you think when iTunes launched? Oh, less than a hundred, I think. Definitely less than a hundred. I, I, I'm almost tempted to say less than fifty, even. Yeah. Like inter- internationally. Yeah, because I, you had to manage everything. You know, distribution of your MP3, and there were no where well, we were the only live show. Uh, like a hundred percent Star Wars content, and so basically people were recording and put it that on the website, and that pretty much was it. You know, the the podcasting thing helped like distribution. Mostly. And and I, I want to say, um, we we talk about live shows and we talk about podcasting, and one thing that we did from the get go that was different from all of the other shows out there is we had a live webcam. So we were essentially doing like a live vlog, if you will. We were doing like a TV show on the internet. All right. And, 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 yeah. and then, we, then we would put the archives up as MP3s or, and then push them as podcasts and all that. But- there, there, there is so much that's changed. Like, like when we do this interview, there's video, right? And, and in the background of you guys, you've got your, the sweet screens with the changing deal. It, it looks very professional. I don't know how any of this works because I use this platform, StreamYard. It's all very instantaneous. I always imagined, like in my mind's eye of you guys podcasting, when I was listening, that there were like 400 chords going from box to screen <laughs> and, and like some things like I, I, like a millennium Falcon style audio setup. You're like, not <laughs> like how did you make it happen? Because it, it's, it's also dumbed down now that it's like, it, it suits me, but how did, how did you make the chords work? Yeah, basically, it, it was a matter of figuring figuring out stuff because there's nothing easy at that point to broadcast on the internet. Yeah, there, there's traditional radio. That's one thing. But doing that on the internet when half the people still have dial-up, that's a completely Insane. different game. So you had to, you know, figure out first, the main thing is broadcast your feed, you know, uh, how much bandwidth do you have? How many listeners you can have? Because you, you, we had to have a, a server somewhere. Actually, actually, Danny, let's time yeah. out here. Let's go I back know. to the basics. The oh. first thing we needed to figure out was how to, how, record. how to record everything. Oh, my God, yeah. Because when we started this, uh, the very first shows were actually in Danny's brother's basement. And we were on a small four-way mixer which was improperly grounded. So we had a lightsaber hum going for the entire show. And um, then we actually took that same mixer and we brought it into uh, Danny's studio. Let's call it that. And, (laughs) (laughs) and we still had to deal with the issues of the, 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 the hummings. And that was really, really bothering Danny. So he actually went out and he got like one of the best, external sound card that he could find at the time and it was like i think it was a a real audio nx2 or something like that it was a usb 
Side I still card. have it there. Like, Me too. Somewhere. I still have one. <laughs> and so we would be able to plug in four headsets or up to four microphones with splitters. With splitters. So we, we essentially had like one wire that was coming out of the computer that was going on a table. And then we had like one splitter that would be splitted into two more splitters for both the... Uh, Mic the, and the headphones. The, the microphone and the headphones. And so one of those microphones was actually going to um, a, a, a phone base that would have a speakerphone. So we could actually call the guests. We could call the fans because unlike uh, Jedi Talk, we didn't have a number that people could call in. Uh, we decided to con control that aspect a little bit more. So people asked us to call them and then we called them up. Yeah, we've called um, in Europe sometimes. Yeah. I, 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 that, that shows the desperation of the time. We'd yeah. call fans. <laughs> well, except so, you forgot something very important. The first four shows were recorded on cassette tapes. On cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, that was like that was like the logistical aspects. So every time we would do a show, Danny would have to no, set up. Stop talking. For all that. <laughs> stop talking. You recorded your podcast onto a cassette. Yeah. The first four. Yeah. Yep. What did you do with the, like, like what happened then to the content? So for, for, for the, the guys on, uh, that are watching this on video, like this is what a cassette tape looks like. <laughs> I thought you were going to have that cassette. I was going to be very impressed. <laughs> but, oh but, but but still, we actually have, uh, well, uh, a TV show came to our studio in 2003, and we have a video of that. If you're interested in seeing it, it's in French, but you see our setup and all that thing. Ah, awesome. Is that on YouTube? Uh, I don't think so i have the file here oh okay yeah i i was going to ask you and this is good sizzle for people to watch the the youtube because i was going to ask you for some um like, and stuff, yeah. yeah yeah and some photos and, and what and so i can like s slip that in so mm -hmm. um yeah yes yes i want to see that quite because i've got in my head all the call like it, it it i was worried for you every week that you're going to catch see, it's fire. pretty it's pretty like uncle junk thing <laughs> oh listen i don't have i don't have handy uh picture of what star wars on direct looked like like the our, our studio back then what i do have and i'm going to do my best to show you guys so right here this is the jedi talk crew at the 501st bash at star wars celebration 2 and you can see all the computers and the microphones and the wires running from the computers and all that so this is actually a souvenir of how we used to do things back then and so, still they were better equipped than we were yeah <laughs> so so that gives you an idea of like the logistics behind what it was to do uh internet radio back then because it wasn't called podcast it was called internet radio yeah, well, that, that that's the weird thing I was thinking about before is um, one day you woke up and, and Steve Jobs told you all you were podcasters. You like yeah, found well, you found out on the Apple stream. I, yeah, I, well, we, we knew it was more. Yeah, there they were rumors and stuff and people were, I think the RSS feed already existed. So there were yeah. people testing it mm. and trying it. 
it was more it was more of an evolution of the technology and of the um the 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 sharing of what our show was it was more of an evolution of things so it yeah. wasn't like completely a, a a rebranding of what we were doing it was just like an evolution of how things were were moving along and yeah, it, it gave us the, the the option of if people were not there live to participate by a well, you could download it and listen to what you had but, to say but yeah. when when danny was bringing up before about uploading to a server and all that because back then when i first started listening to podcasts they'd talk about how they got charged per download. Like it was like whoever had the file, whatever internet company, like now if you have a podcast, you just pay, you know, so much a month and, and it stores all the things. But it would actually, like if an episode went really well, they would get charged more money based on how popular it was. And people would be like trying to raise money because it's like we can't afford to pay for the bandwidth and stuff. It was just a, a, a total... It's it, it was baffling. Part of the whole thing that it was impressive to me was that you, it was just happening. It was it was insane. Hey, in the French language, is is there like parts of Star Wars fandom or references or funny things in the movies that is is different? Like, is is there like unique parts of? of like French speaking Star Wars fandom to, to other parts? Bad translation. Bad translation. <laughs> ah. e- examples, please. Examples. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, they, they literally translated like, uh, well, I must amend that this was only uh, the first movie. So, A New Hope. Uh, they corrected that afterwards. So, they, they use like expression that they use in Europe basically. Uh, uh, Luke Skywalker, they literally translated Skywalker for court le ciel, so running in the sky. Um, uh, like, Chewie uh, was Chico. Yeah, yeah Chewie was Chico. <laughs> Instead of C-3PO, the letter C-3PO, it, they call it Z, so the letter Z, the letter Z six, six. P-O. Z-C-P-O. So, like, that wow. feels and, weird. And so that evolved over time. Like, so his name changed over time. Oh, and they changed it right after the next movie. Like, Jabba, oh, okay. J- Jabba the Hutt was Jabba the Forester <laughs> in, in, in French. Like, <laughs> for no reason. Some weird, weird things. Yeah. Some really weird things. But, but the thing American needs to understand... Uh, the culture in America is really accepting of, you know, sci-fi fantasy and stuff. And in those, those days uh, in Europe, it was really, you, you didn't talk about it. You know, it was more, even, even in the prequels, even in the prequels in Europe, you know, you don't talk too much about being a fan of sci-fi stuff. Mm. So, so they, it, you're very lucky in the U.S. Uh, well, in America, and basically it, it, people accept that more. I don't know. It's because of Hollywood and the movies that are made here, and maybe that's it. You know, it's not like underground movie making like in Europe and and stuff like that. But you know, uh, I, that might be part of it. And the prequel helped the fandom out there to come out the closet. 
Okay. Here, people were already out for a while, many years before. But in Europe, it came. I think the, the early uh, early two thousand. Well, I think nineties and two thousand people were starting to come out uh, as you know science fiction fan more. It was more common. But in America, it's been like years and years, decades, decades. How, how do you find the like the translation like on Disney Plus if you put it on in French? Like I how- never watch in French. You evolved as the point of watching the movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm a purist. If it's a Japanese film, I'm probably going to watch it in Japanese with subtitles. So I, I know English, so I watch English shows with their original language. So I, I will say for for people who are born in Quebec, we usually watch movies in French when we're younger. And as we grow older, um, if you live like I lived in the, on the city of Mon- in the city of Montreal, which is like a metropolis, so learning English actually comes fairly naturally to us. Um, so but we're surrounded by sp- English speaking people because like, we're, yeah, we're surrounded South by yeah. Southeast America and yeah. and Canada. Most of it is in- Anglophone. So 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 at some point it becomes kind of a natural pathway to watch the movies in the language that they actually came out into. Um, but yeah, for the longest period of time, I would only watch Star Wars in French. So instead of punch it, Chewie, it would be Chico, mets la gomme, which is, <laughs> which is, which is well, ridiculous. It's, it's, kind of a, it's, a, it's a French expression. It's kind of a metaphor of gum, you know, gum, like the chewing gum, uh-huh. put the gum under the accelerator, accelerator pedal. Ah. It, it so Chewie put the gum under the pedal that that's pretty much what it translates to put the metal to the, the the pedal to the metal essentially exactly. that's, that's, pretty, that's what yeah, but it's to. a french expression with the gum that sticks the pedal down excellent excellent thanks so much for coming on the show i uh am as giddy as i was at, at celebration about this um and as i said in the intro it's very apt that you're you're relighting the uh the flame of interview episodes with your 20th anniversary after 20 years you're both lifelong fans so much announced in star wars danny what are you looking forward to most that's coming up wow well seeing as much as i can because I don't think I will outlive Star Wars now that it's in the hands of Disney. So <laughs> I think they will, uh, you know, milk that cow forever. Uh, what I'm most, uh, of course, uh, the, the, the uh, Rogue Squadron movie. I, I was always a big, you know, fighter jet type of, you know, Top Gun fan and so on. So, of course, something about fighter pilots is really interesting to me. And the Cassian Endor uh, show, for some reason, uh, I don't know if it's because of Rogue One, but really big interest. And I love Ahsoka. Like, one of my f- favorite characters since Disney, but, uh, well, even before, well, mm. no, I, I didn't like Ahsoka as much earlier on, but she grew to she grew on, and I really liked her later on in the Clone Wars. And now I think it's one of the best characters overall 
in the entire saga, like the most developed character overall. It's uh, we we saw her from a kid to an an adult, so it's a, it's a really great character, and I can't wait to see what's next and bringing back the entire uh, storyline of the Clone Wars and Rebels with Tron. Mm-hmm. That that's insane for me. That's insane. Like I remember in '91 when I picked up those uh, Heir to the Empire books. Oh, it's the, the you know it's Episode Seven or whatever they were selling it as. Uh, it was insane, and that brought me to reading and do a website about books, and then a news website in French. Then Star Wars on the Rick. So I've been doing online Star Wars since '97 basically, but uh, like, I, I don't think it, it's going to end. So I, 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 I wonder how long I, we will run the podcast. Like we have a big team now. It's like 20 hosts that split their time. So And, and, and in some cases, they're kids. Yeah, we have a, a kid's show. And we have, ah, no. <laughs> we have a kid host. Well, she's now a teenager, but, but she started a bit younger, but she was reviewing kids book and you know toys for kids and stuff so it was pretty cool wow growing up star wars podcasting that is yeah. uh well we got... have to we have to train our you know succession, succession. <laughs> yeah exactly succession <laughs> um that is so that, seb what are you looking forward to most buddy in the latest announcements um Rangers of the New Republic is probably what I'm looking forward to the most. However, the the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is whatever they're going to do about the Old Republic stuff. Because I, I know we've got like the Light of the Jedi stuff that's coming out right now, and we know it's going to be multi-platform, and I can only hope that they're also going to make movies about it. I've, I'm a big fan of history. I'm a big fan of the Templars. Um, I, I love the, the, the graphic novels that were written by Kevin J. Anderson, tales of the Jedi and all that stuff. So I, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do about that. Well, I like I, the tales of the Jedi loved them as well. Um, that's what the, the, the Taka Watiti, if that one goes back to sort of that, early age of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just remember like, like Nomi Sunrider and, yeah. and, and like, Oh, it was just, like, I remember where I was in my very average call center job at the time, you know, got, like getting back from the comic book shop. I'm like, Oh yes. They got, they got their lightsabers are attached to their backpacks for powers and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so I, I am hanging uh, for that sort of stuff, but I'm I'm interested. I, I I don't hear many people list the Rangers of the New Republic at at, at the top of their list. Why? Uh, what about that interests you, Seb? I've I'm as I said, I'm a big fan of history, and uh, Band of Brothers is oh, something that was uh, that that all that actually struck me when it came out. So when we walked out of the hall. Uh, in celebration Anaheim after watching uh, the, the the teaser for Rogue One, which was essentially just like a flyby of a canyon and then pan onto the Death Star mm-hmm. being built. Um, I walked out and I I, um, 
I I cross path with my friend Chris Mock to actually uh, produce the Force Among Us. I I know Chris. Yeah. Documentary, and I said, Chris, we need to sit down and we need to write a show about Star Wars, but like Band of Brothers, and I have the feeling that's sort of what it's probably going to be, or at least I can only hope. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey, rebellions are built on hope, or so I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, thanks so much. Let the good people of the internet know where they can uh, listen to the podcasting, particularly if uh, we've got any bilingual fans that can enjoy uh, the, the, the French-speaking Star Wars action. Yeah, well, basically, it's going to be mostly iTunes, Spotify for a traditional, uh, you know, podcast. Uh, live for now, we do it on. Uh, we have a Discord server, so look for Star Wars on Direct and uh, YouTube. So basically, we archive also not visual. Usually, it's just the, the audio feed with an image. Sometimes we do uh, video shows, like we did for our 20th anniversary, but mm-hmm. that one-offs. And where else can we find us? Uh, that's pretty much it. Well, all the, the you know the the podcast. Uh, basically feed that and you can find. I'm, and I'm, on the web, website, it's starwars.direct. Starwars.direct. Gotcha. And what about like Instagram and, and Twitter, all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, of course. Look for uh, Star Wars on Direct on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, our Discord server. Yeah, yeah that's you, you, you guys would have a MySpace page, a, a live <laughs> journal, a, a, a friend. Uh, like we, skipped, you... we skipped over MySpace. <laughs> okay, all right. Poor Tom. Poor Tom. Poor Tom. Um, well, yeah. Thanks so much, you guys. It is. Um, Thank it you is... so much for having us. I mean, uh, it's great to see that what we did. Well, we started 20 years ago, inspired people like you to actually pursue such incredible endeavors. And maybe we didn't make it on the red carpet, but you did. And, <laughs> and to, to know that, it, it warms my heart because, because of what Danny and I started so many years ago the community is still bonding strongly together and that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing the fans together and that's what we need to endeavor on forward unity. Especially, <laughs> especially nowadays uh, with all the toxicity on the internet uh, around Star Wars it's, and the fake news and stuff like it's insane. Yep. So, yeah, it's, um, but it, you know, it's, it's that those issues are not Star Wars alone's issues. No, that's so. it, yeah. It's the, um, it's yeah, overall, yeah, sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, Star Wars fans, it's like, hey, these issues are all over the place. But thanks so much for your kind words, Seb. Um, uh, you know, like, it, I, thinking about me listening to you guys, like, sort of reminds me, like, to stay pumped about doing it because... I remember how much I loved like waiting for the next episode and, and, and all that stuff. So I, um, yeah, I, 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 I so appreciate it. And it was so good to catch up with you guys. And, um, oh my God. It was a pleasure. Let's hope we can do it in person again. Of course. Next celebration, we'll do a big thing. Oh, and that big thing is a jug of beer. 
Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. It. Will, it will involve a jug of beer. <laughs> Excellent. A tower, well, a tower of beer. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Thank you so much. I will uh, hold you to that. And to everyone listening, may that force be with you. Star Wars, c'est pas seulement un film, c'est une philosophie aussi en même temps. On dirait que c'est pratiquement quelque chose qu'on aimerait vivre dans notre subconscient. On sait, on sait que c'est impossible, mais qu'on aimerait vivre. J'ai très hâte qu'on voit si les 2000 Jedi qu'on a au Canada sont, vont être suffisants pour faire des Jedi une religion canadienne. Si vous êtes aussi exalté que ces messieurs lorsqu'il est question de la guerre des étoiles, vous ne voudrez pas manquer leur émission de web radio Star Wars en direct. J'ai d'ailleurs eu le privilège de me rendre dans leur studio maison. Je vais dire, au départ, on était très nerveux. Les ouais. premières fois qu'on a fait ça, là. Bonjour à tous et bienvenue à Star Wars en direct, la voix de la communauté francophone de Star Wars. Maintenant, le sujet principal qui n'est pas vraiment un sujet principal, mais c'est-à-dire... Euh... Autant faire, je ne suis pas un sujet principal. <rire> <rire> Notre web radio, c'est euh, Star Wars en direct. Ça existe depuis janvier 2001. Il y avait personne avant nous qui avait pensé à faire une émission véritablement web radio dédiée à la Guerre des étoiles live. Qu'est-ce que tu trouves d'original dans la radio à la radio qu'on fait. Ben, je pense que via l'Internet, c'est toujours bien intéressant parce que tu prends contact avec plein de monde qui partagent la même folie que toi. Il y a des gens qui la partagent plus que toi, il y a des gens qui la partagent moins. Des fois, c'est toi qui en as des freaks, des fois, c'est l'inverse. Euh, <rire> Par email, c'est à studioacommercialswendirect.com Ainsi que clavardage, messagerie instantanée et téléphone. Bref, tous les moyens sont permis pour communiquer avec les animateurs. En moyenne, de 20 à 90 auditeurs écoutent l'émission en direct tandis qu'une centaine d'autres la téléchargent une fois celle-ci archivée. Bonsoir. Bonjour, Miguel. Ça va bien? Oui. oui toi. Très bien, merci. Est-ce que ça arrive que tu vas, tu vas downloader les émissions par la suite pour nous réécouter? Oui, oui, toujours. Ben, ça arrive souvent. Puis pour les émissions que j'ai manquées aussi. Euh, ben, C'est toujours, tu sais, on écoute une émission, mais euh, c'est toujours intéressant de, de réécouter ce qui s'est dit puis de, de repenser après. Il faut avoir énormément de connaissances dans le sujet dont on veut faire la web radio. Un bon équipement technique, ça aide évidemment euh, avec des bons serveurs. Il faut être très patient. Il faut faire de la bonne promotion parce que c'est très difficile à lancer. C'est uniquement sur le web. Avec un thème aussi précis, on peut croire que les sujets de discussion se font rares. Heureusement, Star Wars a généré une quantité incroyable de jeux vidéo, de dessins animés, de DVD et surtout de romans. L'émission peut donc lancer un débat farfelu sur la couleur des sabres laser des personnages ou proposer une entrevue officielle avec un auteur de roman. Dans le temps où j'écoutais l'émission de radio Jedi Talk, qui ouais. est une des émissions qui, qui nous a inspirés inspiré. euh, à faire Star Wars en direct, euh, c'était j'aimais ça entendre les gens parler d'autres fans comme moi, discuter de sujets, parler avec des auteurs, euh, poser des questions à des auteurs que moi, je pourrais jamais aller poser. Euh, dans un chat normal. Dans un ça. chat normal. Pour nous, c'est un autre moyen de communication qui est plus naturel et puis qui est moins soumis à l'interprétation euh, que l'écrit. On fait un lien entre les fans et les créateurs euh, minime, mais quand même un lien qui existe et qui est présent et qui fait du bien au fandom Star Wars. On va fermer l'émission là-dessus? Moi, je, je vais juste en oui. profiter avant que vous la fermiez pour vous remercier. Merci à vous, les animateurs, de m'avoir une entrevue sur l'émission. Vous étiez à l'écoute de Star Wars en direct.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.